Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 to 7. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honoured in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of the Lord. The New Testament reading is taken from Luke, chapter 3, verses 15 to 22, and that's on page 1029. Luke, chapter 3, verses 15 to 22, page 1029. <coughs> The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptise you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod, the tetrarch, because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptised, Jesus was baptised too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Can you all hear me? This morning I want to tell you a story. So, use your imaginations and come with me to this story. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you sent your Son, who was the greatest of storytellers, who gathered people into him and to you. So we open our hearts to your word this morning, and we pray that we too could continue on that journey that you invited us on. Amen. Sheila, have you heard? Did you see it? Claire, has no one told you what happened the other day? It was amazing. I have never seen the like. At first, I wasn't sure what it was all about, but I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Well, it was just an ordinary day. But actually, it wasn't an ordinary day, because otherwise, I wouldn't be telling you about it, would I? So, you know this bloke, John the Baptist, who's been going around all these months, and everyone, including myself, was getting all excited. And we followed him each day to hear what he was saying. And it was easy to find him, because he was always close to the river. And when he finished talking every day, we'd all rush up, and loads of people would rush up to him, and he would baptize them. That's why we call him John the Baptist, because he baptizes people. And anyway, this day, John was by the river as normal, telling us all to get ready, keep watch, the Messiah is coming. Well, that got my attention big time. I mean, who here doesn't want the Messiah to come? Yeah, okay, you're right, Eric. The Romans wouldn't have been too happy, would they? And the high priest, his nose would have been put out of joint. But the rest of us, us ordinary people here, we couldn't wait. After all, the Messiah would be better than one we have to put up with now. Surely he'll get rid of all this oppression and the paying of taxes. And we, us Jews, we'd be great again. And we'd know for sure that God hadn't forgotten us. So here's John telling us that the Messiah is close, telling us to watch out and don't miss it. And I was there, sitting on the riverbank, watching who was who, who was getting baptized, who was holding back. And then I noticed this bloke. At first I thought he was just like me, sitting and watching. I was just filling in an afternoon. See, I'd heard John lots of times, and I'd been baptized by him because I had discovered, hands up, that I was a sinner and needed to repent. And even though I was baptized now, I was still going along to hear John because you just never knew what he had something new, a new angle to share every, every sometime. But this fella in the crowd, he really caught my attention that afternoon. There was something, there was something different about him. He was really listening. I mean, that's different for a start, isn't it? He was really listening. And he was unaware of everyone else. He wasn't getting distracted. His eyes were fixed on John, and he was really concentrating. And I was glad that I'd clocked him early, because what happened next was just, just amazing. He got up from where he was sitting, and he went down to John. Now, he wasn't pushing and shoving like everyone else was. He just went quietly forward and waited his turn. Now, 
That for a start didn't make sense because John is telling us to hurry up, not to miss it, to hurry up. Come on, don't waste time. But here is this bloke taking his time, waiting in line, not making a fuss, just standing quietly in the queue. But he was different somehow. I couldn't figure it out at the time. It was like you couldn't imagine why he needs to be baptized. But there he was, queuing up with the rest of them, like he really wanted to be one of us with the people. I couldn't take my eyes off him. No one else had yet noticed him. They were too busy getting baptized or having their picnic or just enjoying the afternoon show. But I couldn't take my eyes off him. Now, this is where it gets a bit confusing. I didn't catch it all at the time, but some of those who were sitting closer to me told me later, John refused to baptize him. Can you believe it? John, who has spent months telling us all to come and get clean, to be ready, says no to this bloke. And there was a bit of a conversation between the two of them. Apparently, it had nothing to do with him about not having repented enough. But John himself was saying that he wasn't good enough to baptize this new bloke. Yeah, that's right. Not this new bloke not being good enough, but that John was not good enough to baptize him. I found out later that his name is Jesus, and that's what his name is, Jesus, and I think we need to watch this one. Anyway, Back to the story. They sorted out the bit of a disagreement between them. And then Jesus bent his head and he started to pray. And John was splashing the water all over him. And he stood there quietly praying. And Judas, then it happened. The heavens opened. No, you idiot. I don't mean it was raining. The heavens opened. Anyway, I'll come back to that in a minute. Let's go on about this praying bit first. As I said, I'd been baptized some time ago. And I remember when I was done, I went into the water and John talked to me about admitting my sins and repenting them. So I stood there and John was splashing me. It was a nice hot day, so actually I didn't mind that bit. And he was splashing me away. And I was praying for all my words. Make me a better person. Don't let me miss the Messiah. Keep me, help me to keep watch, God. And all other stuff like that. And then I was baptized. And that was that. But when Jesus prayed, it was different. He was different. He was, he was something else. He was peaceful. None of the frantic words that I had heard, that I had used. And nor did he feel, sort of appear to be frightened that he'd get it wrong or that he'd miss it like the rest of us had felt. It was just like he knew what he was doing. He was praying like he knew who he was praying to. And he had that look about him that said, he knew that something would happen just because he was praying. It was like a peace came over him. Strength was given to him. He was unshakable. 
Now, I've already told you that he was different. But when he prayed, Carl, he was different again. Even from where I was standing, I could tell something had happened. And I remember thinking, when I pray, I wanted to be just like that. He was connected straight to heaven, and heaven opened up to him. I want to be like that when I pray too. Can you imagine it? Can you? Amazing. And then, and then, this dove appeared. Yeah. Hovering just over his head. Now, I've done a bit of thinking about this since it happened. And I know what happened. This dove, wait for it, was the Holy Spirit. This ordinary-looking man called Jesus was praying, and the Holy Spirit appeared. Have you ever heard anything like that before? The Holy Spirit came down and rested just above his head. And we could all see it. We all saw the dove. Everyone. God's Spirit resting on him. And that is what is really, really different about him. God's Spirit came down and rested on him. Now, you know me. I'm a simple person. And I've been thinking about what happened. And this is what it is. Heaven opened and something real came down and entered earth. I can't explain it any better than that. But when he prayed, God's spirit came down to earth. And as you can imagine, me and the lads have sat up late at night talking and arguing about what happened that day. And this is what I figured out. Jesus was different to start with. And he was even more different after the dove came down. And then I got to thinking, so why not me? Why not us? Could this happen to us too? I want some of that because I like what I see in this Jesus person. What if the presence of God could come down on us? Would that make a difference to us too? It would, wouldn't it? It's already turned me into a preacher. <laughs> joke, joke, I'll leave that to the Baptists, okay? <laughs> seriously, seriously, back to, back to what happened. This Jesus is different. I could see it on the first day from where I was sitting. And then this dove thing happened, and he was even more different. Now, even with my limited knowledge, I know that God's presence just doesn't pop out of heaven like that and appear on every Tom, Dick, and Harry. It just doesn't happen that often. As far as I can tell, it only happens to special people like Moses and Elijah. But when this dove came down to Jesus, it was an ordinary day, and he was doing an ordinary thing, the same that I and loads of you had done. He was just being baptized. But his baptism ended up being different. Why?
the dove came down on Jesus. And now he's taken over from John the Baptist. People are flocking to him because he's different. He talks different. He acts different. He loves people differently. And those who are beginning to hang around with him are changing too. Even the fishermen and the tax collectors are beginning to listen. And so I'm beginning to listen. And there's a difference. My life is changing. I'm not on the take anymore, some of you will be glad to hear. Because I now know what I want in my life. And it's what Jesus has. I want to be able to pray and know that heaven opens. I want to be peaceful and not be worrying about taxes and Romans and all that other stuff. I can now look to the future and not just to where my next easy meal is coming from. I want to learn more. Now, I said I would come back to the heaven opening bit, and I haven't forgotten. Now, I may not have been close enough at the beginning of the conversation to hear what John and Jesus were saying. But I can tell you right now, this is what happened. When those heavens opened and the dove appeared, I was there. I was right there. I was not going to miss a thing of what was going on. I was up on my feet and down by the water's edge in an instant. And it is this that I heard. God spoke to him, to Jesus. A pronouncement. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. That's right. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Well, I was shocked, scared, confused. I wanted to get out of there fast, but my legs wouldn't move. I was just rooted on the spot. God said to Jesus, you are my son, my son. And he was pleased with him. I told you you wouldn't believe it. But believe it, it happened. I saw it. God spoke to Jesus and called him son and told him he loved him. Can you imagine what it would be like if God said that to you? Can you? Can you get your head around it? When God said it to Jesus, I understood. Jesus isn't just loved by God. He is so united to God that everything God has, he gives to Jesus. And then I realized, if God said it to me, it would be the same for me too. Nothing held back. I would inherit everything, all of it, kept safe in heaven, but all of it mine and yours. Yours, when God says the same to you. And that's enough for me. No more feeling a failure, but knowing that I'm loved. Knowing that someone is pleased with me. And because Jesus is loved, he seems to be able to love everyone around him. He's not in competition with people all the time. He's not 
fighting for survival or attention because he knows that God loves him so he can relax and concentrate on others. And that's why he's different, because of love. So when I said earlier I wanted some of what he had, I now know that I want God's love because that will make me more like Jesus. That's what God wants us all to hear today, to go on hearing it. Not once, but again and again and again. That we are special to him. That he loves us. That he is pleased with us. That we are all sons inheriting all the riches of heaven kept safe for us. It's the life-sustaining word from God that keeps us going on in our faith. We have a different story to tell of hope and restoration. We point to the Holy Spirit, which comes down and gives us a new way of living. We celebrate that new way of living in our worship, and we demonstrate that new way of living in our service to our community, through all the things we do with the young and the old throughout the week. So when you come to communion this morning to receive the bread and wine, look for heaven to be opened. Look for the Spirit to come down on you. And listen hard for that word from God. You are my beloved, whom I love, in whom I am well pleased. For that is who you are today.